Now, broadcasting on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. It's time for Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Let's tap into your own authentic genius and live the life you desire. Join Dr. Rademacher for an enlightened conversation about our brain intelligence, our body intelligence, and our energy intelligence. And now, here's your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is Prescription for Your Transformation. Real people, real conversations, and real success. And this is the Doctor's Guide Health Optimization 2022. So welcome. You know, this is all about those authentic conversations that I've had over the last six years with all sorts of incredible individuals. And now I've collected so much information from all sorts of different you know, sources that I'm excited to be able to share with you throughout the year. And the concept here for you is that journey, the journey that you want to go on in 2022 to totally optimize your health in every single dimension that you can. And the three dimensions really are, it's the brain, it's the body, and it's the energy. It's those intelligences that I've been talking about for the last six years, you know, how to tap into the brain intelligence, the body intelligence, and the energy intelligence. So welcome to week four, just laying down the foundation towards optimizing our health. And you know, what might be easy or easier just to give you all sorts of remedies and techniques like so many other people are doing towards optimizing your health, it would be an incomplete unless you are fully dialed into making the best decisions for your own well-being. It's all about how is it that we make those decisions? You know, how is it that we do what we do? This is what this is all about. So the truth is, is none of us really are or perhaps ever will be Sounds kind of depressing, right? And what am I talking about? Fully dialed in into making those best decisions. See, as all masters will tell us, there's always something more to master. There's never an ending to any of the deep work that we must do. So, in fact, you're never exonerated from that. I, I love the, the philosophy of Brian Johnson. He tells us that. He reminds us that we are never exonerated from doing the work. There's no day off for any of us. So it's said in a different way. You know, while I, our biochemistry drives us, we also drive our biochemistry with our heads, with our minds. We are in charge of our minds as much as you might not think so. And therefore, we are in charge of our thoughts and our actions. So enhancing our awareness and our ability to influence ourselves matters. It's about being at the cause side of the cause and effect equation, if you're familiar with that one. You know, on one side of the equal sign is the cause, the things that are occurring, and on the other side is the effect. And what side are you on? Are you on the side of cause, managing and influencing your life? Or are you just at the effect of what other people are doing? You see, we all are running these algorithms or rules for behavior. So it makes sense to better understand what motivates us, what drives us. And that is why I started this month on how we do what we do at any given time. See, we must ask ourselves these questions. 
in order to be able to make the most appropriate decisions in the moment that affects us in the moment and, importantly, our future. Every decision you make now affects all of your future ones. I mean, think about that for a moment. Every decision you make now affects your future. You want a different future? Well, make a different decision right now. If you don't like your current situation, make new decisions. So why not be smarter about those decisions right now? For example, as you're listening to me, what else are you focusing on? Besides the meaning that I'm giving you this moment, So what are you making it mean? And then to ask, is this true? We talked about these questions last time, in week three. Now, is this true? Now, this is a focus of Byron Katie as well. Asking ourselves, is this true? Is it true what meaning I give this thought or experience? And so what if it's not true? What am I thinking? And I'm, again, referring to decisions you're making moment to moment. You know, those seven questions we brought up about last time. You know, what am I focusing on? What, am I, what does it mean? And is it true? But what if it's not true, what I'm thinking? And this is not about going down that rabbit hole, which it can be easy at times, right? But it's rather about having a greater degree of what I call discernment to our thoughts. You see, we actually have over 70,000 thoughts every single day, which 90% are the same ones of the day before. It's kind of odd, right? Maybe, just maybe it's time to bring into your thinking more original thoughts than before. So again, what are you focusing on? It's interesting, you know, why people actually like to use psychedelics. It's to open up the pathways of original thought. You know, that's, I suppose, how Steve Jobs, you know, developed his his big company called Apple. See, my own view, if psychedelics can open those pathways, you should be able to do that naturally as well. But that's just my opinion. And my opinion is not science or fact. Like too many people wish to actually push on us these days. You know, their opinions are scientific fact, and so it is. You know, again, this is why it's so important to indeed have greater awareness of how we are thinking without overthinking it. So what if what I'm thinking is not true? How does this affect me? But then the key question must be, what is it that I'm missing? I love this question. I learned this from Keith Cunningham. What am I missing? What is it that I don't see? You know, as per Socrates, right? You know, he says ignorance is the beginning of wisdom. You know, when we assume that we know everything and when we say this is fact, you know, that is not the scientific method, by the way. The scientific scientific method is about disproving something. That is more absolute than trying to prove something. Because if you want to prove something, well, you just get the facts that you want that help you prove something, and they're done. It's not as absolute. So knowing what you did not know that you did not know is what makes all the difference. And that's actually been the premise of my show for the last six years, helping people 
have awareness of the things that they didn't know. It makes all the difference. I mean, that was a striking moment for me. What, almost 20 years ago? You know, I, I was at the pinnacle of my career, just finally you know, opened my, my practice in plastic and reconstructive surgery. And then, um, you know, thinking to myself, well, I should be on, on top of the world. But I wasn't, and I didn't even know. I mean, I had this sort of free-floating anxiety, I guess, but couldn't put my finger on it. You know, and I speak four languages, and I, I listen to all these great philosophers, but I couldn't put my finger on it until I fell into, against my will, as you may recall from my previous narratives or stories, against my will, fell into a Tony Robbins event, a personal development event, motivational event, whatever you want to call it. For me, it was an awakening event because I then recognized all the things that I wasn't seeing, that I was missing. and could then tap into my full potential. I was excited. I was like a little kid in a candy store. So what if I told you you can change your personal history? You know, with a simple set of questions, you know, that I'm presenting here. You can and you must if you want to design a different future and optimize your health. You know, unless you, of course, are really sure that you're on the path and everything is working and you're dialed in. Okay, cool, right? But there's always more, right? There's always more. And if you're not dialed in, then this is particularly that time when you have to start asking those questions. But more on that later. So the question after what it is that I'm missing and this is a bit of a recap from last time in case you didn't remember it or you didn't hear it. So it's, what am I focusing on? What does it mean? Is this true? What if it's not true? What am I missing? And the key operational questions then are, what do I want and what will I do? You see, as all of our thoughts are based on our identity, if you remember how we define ourselves, with the help of our beliefs and values, needs and rules, and the algorithms, and of course the programming, remember we're talking about neurolinguistic programming, NLP, which is also briefly presented, but also it also affects our biochemistry, and our biochemistry affects that too. So what you do ingest and what you are exposed to affects everything. The easiest one, obviously, alcohol, right? You drink some alcohol and, it, you know, or a psychedelic for that matter, affects everything. And so we have to have that awareness. And again, that's the whole purpose of this health optimization 2022 is, you know, reminding you, these are all the things you want to consider as you embark on your own personal journey for, for that health optimization. And my hope is, is that you do reach out to me, go through drradamaker.com on my website, and become a VIP member. It's free. And you get access to more resources and tools and, and ways to connect and chat. Because i got some cool things in the works, by the way. But we must pay attention to everything. You know, and I'm, I'm repeating this. And I'm going to repeat it throughout. So that, you know, repetition is the mother of skill. You know, we get so caught up in all the things that are happening in our lives. We tend to forget some of the important things. And that's actually what today is all about. How is it that you remain engaged in that blueprint that we talked about last time? So as the doctor's guide and a follow-up to last week, our blueprint, 
we're further refining that blueprint so that you've got something relatable and tangible and constant that can help you stay on track. Last time we talked about a declaration or you know, being on the front cover of a magazine or defining what your perfect day is. You see, in an excited, passionate, and powered state, describe in detail on one page your perfect day. This is what that was your task last time. And if you haven't done that, do that now. You know, and if you're listening to this live broadcast, then great. You know, wait till the end uh, because there's stuff I'm going to share with you. Or if this is a rerun, you know, just stop the audio and and go ahead and and describe in detail on one page, one page only, not two pages. Don't add more on the other side. It's 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 a commitment to. The, the specifics that get you all excited of what your perfect day is, what that declaration day. See, I personally like the declaration. My declaration to the world of who I am, what I do, what I experience. You know, that's sort of like our emotional blueprint that gets us all getting excited. It's connected with ourselves and nature and everything around us. So now, as you've done that, we need to get even more specific and measurable and tangible terms because the emotions will come and go, right? But we have to remind ourselves, you know, what the origin of that emotion is. That's the target. So last time I had you write down what you loved and hated and what you want to keep in your life and what you want to let go. So today we're doing three parts. The first is the wheel of life. The second is about questions. And the third is the hierarchy of existence. And this is a modification of Abraham Maslow. So the wheel of life is a favorite of mine. It's one of the first ones that I ever learned. And it's a snapshot in time of how you actually rate your life. Of course, we can all be positive thinkers and oftentimes I think this is just being delusional. And, and I'm going, and I hopefully am going to help you understand the difference, okay? So I prefer having what's called a generative attitude, which for me means we can approach any situation with a specific inspired action to get the actual desired outcomes that we want, not fooling ourselves that everything's okay, right? So... You know, it's it's we can't tell ourselves, and I'm borrowing this from Tony, is there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds. No, for God's sakes, there are weeds. We've got to do something about it. Because ultimately, all behavior is motivated by positive intent. But just saying it or just thinking it without specific a specifically dedicated energy for change, you're just saying it. And it's not going to make a difference. And in fact, it's almost like lying to ourselves and it doesn't serve us. But again, more on this later. The important part is this. You must be brutally honest with yourself. You know, stop sugarcoating the truth. Right? That's just being in denial. That's not wanting to see what's really there. Because without seeing what's really there, you can't make a change. You know, I like what Byron Katie says. You know, if I argue with reality, I but lose all the time. Think about that. You know, if you're deluding yourself about everything's okay, 
You know, it's a lie and you lose all the time. So it's not wrong to dislike a current situation, a situation you have with an intention or an idea or a desire for change without it being disempowering to yourself. So let me, let me say that again, right? Because sometimes we beat ourselves up about, you know, when we think that we're too, too critical, that we're disliking it. There's nothing wrong with disliking your current situation. As long as you have an intention or a desire for change, that you're willing and, and, and committed to do something about it, not making it right or wrong, but realizing, yeah, life can be better. And why not? So I'm hoping I'm making sense to you because sometimes the temptation is to say that I'm tolerating this because I don't have an alternative. Too often we're pushed to just toleration. I suppose toleration is a virtue and I disagree with that. That's just compromising yourself. You always have an alternative and that's the point. And to find a better way is what this is all about. But first, you must honestly assess your feelings about the situation. This is a lot of prep for the wheel of life, by the way. Because if you don't honestly assess your feelings about a situation, you won't have leverage. And the idea behind the wheel of life is finding that leverage. See, if you're not honest, or if you're just stuck in the comfort zone, like, oh, this is okay, I'll tolerate it, you won't change. And too many people are really just stuck there until a significant emotional event occurs. That, that's all, another term for a crisis. And in Chinese, by the way, crisis means, you know, a bad situation or a great opportunity. It really depends. But in a crisis, it causes much pain and guess what? That's when you do get the leverage. But do you really want to wait for that crisis to happen? So why wait till the inevitable? If you can actually imagine a better situation, it is time to be clear what the target is and what the big why is in order to have the leverage and the energy to go after it. So it's all about this next exercise, the wheel of life determining your current state. So just think of it this way. A wheel of a bicycle has spokes, right? And the spokes are connecting to the, the center, the axle, um, and to the outer circular piece. You know, that's where the tire goes on. The spokes in the wheel represents different elements of your daily life to include your health, your wealth, your relationships, and career. So those are just four. The, the four primary ones that we all should be thinking about. So in addition to the four primary ones, you can also have other ones like spirituality, time, adventure, creativity, growth, contribution as important elements of your daily life. I mean, you decide. You know, whatever those are for you. Could be sports. So imagine you have a total of anywhere between seven and, and a maximum of 11 elements or categories that are important to you, including the, the four primary ones. So it's a total of seven or 11, not, not more than that, but not less than seven. And, and you can also call them pillars of your life. I, I like that term. Like pillars don't fit in as a spoke, but 
there's a purpose for the wheel of life for a moment. So how would you rate them between a zero and a 10? So zero being obviously non-existent and 10 being amazing. So let's say by your standards, you have an eight out of 10 health. That means you know you want to have more energy, vitality, and strength, and, and etc. right? So let's say you find yourself at five out of 10 for wealth, meaning that you want twice as much of your current wealth in order to have a quality of life you desire. Or it could be even a factor larger than that, right? Perhaps your relationship with your partner is a nine out of 10, but with your kids, it's only an eight out of 10 because they have busy lives and don't have time for you. Sometimes I feel mine is more like four because they don't answer my phone calls. So I think you get the idea. So as you rate these seven to 11 categories or pillars of your life, you draw it out on a piece of paper. First, the circle, then the individual spokes for each category. You can number them or just you know uh, write out the name. It's important that you do one or the other. And if zero is the center and 10 is on the outside, mark down your results for each with a dot. Now, link the dots between each spoke. And if you're really honest, and like most people, more likely the, the outer circum circumference of the connected dot is not going to be smooth. And then this is a representation or a metaphor of your life right now. So if it's uneven, guess what? You've got a rocky life. And so if you have elements that are up to eight or nine and others at you know zero to two, it's a really rocky life. And so this is that warning signal for us. It's a warning and an opportunity for change that's now in our awareness and we need to do something about it. So what does this all entail? For you, we want to figure out how to increase each one of those by small increments over time so that the ride of your life gets a lot smoother. Sounds fun, right? So check out the website, DR Rademacher, um, you know, for an example, the Wheel of Life. This snapshot is really helpful to you constantly review and remind you of what work you must do. So those areas where it's really low, that's where an important focus must be. And of course you have to plan and schedule it so it's accommodated effectively in your life because we do have all sorts of responsibilities. Too often we get so focused on one particular area of life, let's say it's the career, that we forget our families. And then they suffer. And then you suffer the consequences much later on. The idea here is to recognize where you are right now and the reminder that we've got our work to do. So, you know, it's fun to look at our past wheels and then to notice how much we've improved over time. And this is something you're going to want to do as well. Remember, you know, success leads to more success and making success easy leads to major successes over time. So, where does this baseline actually come from? It will be worthwhile for you to know that. In truth, it's really just a summation of all your beliefs and values, experiences, decisions, and more over time. Stuff either consciously or unconsciously 
and honestly, mostly forgotten. So let me clarify that for a moment because it may seem a little confusing, right? So we got a snapshot today. And so this is perhaps the first time you're doing your, your snapshot. And, you know, if you're like me, you've done it many times in, in the past. And so I'm able to look at my past snapshots and recognize, you know, how much progress I've made over time by making small adjustments, small increments to each of those areas by adjusting my focus, what I'm doing, how I'm doing, more on this later, so that I constantly improve in each of those areas, which means that through time, I my life is a lot smoother. And then when I notice that it's it's rocking, then it's it's a matter of okay, let me take a snapshot and you know, where am I right now? Because it is about making those small adjustments. I mean, sometimes we think we have to make these enormous adjustments to get the goal and you're suddenly motivated like something's wrong here let's do it and let's play full out right i mean sometimes that's a good strategy but over time it's not because it's a it's a, a zigzag kind of a life that you're going through by doing you know um zero to a hundred in all different areas and, and there's no real harmony in all the things that you do you know, it's sort of like the, the best metaphor that I like to use is an airplane. And in an airplane is actually more off course than it's actually on course. And that's why, you know, pilots are basically checking their, their um, um, dials, you know, every 10 minutes. And every 10 minutes, they're adjusting their course. And so we must do the same. You see, Single-minded focus does get results. And those with great ambitions and, and achievements have the single-minded focus to get things done. But they're also constantly checking in with themselves, their progress, and then any of those adjustments that need to be made. So basically, the instruments that we're wanting you to, to utilize, like in an airplane, are questions. Questions like the airplane does about position, height, fuel, direction, speed. And they're displayed on the dashboard that a pilot then reads and then makes those adjustments. So here the pilot, guess what, is your brain checking in on all the answers to all the quadrants, you know, all the pillars, all the spokes that are constantly asking. The primary ones being, you know, what am I focusing on? What does it mean? What do I want? What will I do? In addition to this, you know, we do repeat certain questions that provide support to our set of beliefs, values, and needs. You know, for example, you know, am I loved? Or translated, how is my need for love and connection being fulfilled right now? Another one is, is this worth it? You know, how's my need for significance being fulfilled? And if you listen to the previous ones, we're talking about needs here, right? I'm bored, translated. How can I get excited? You know, the questions we ask are actually somewhat more complex than this. For example, is what I'm doing right now on the right path of fulfilling my purpose and mission in life and offer me the quality of life I deserve? I mean, do you remember that question? 
If not, maybe it's a question you should ask yourself. See, behind our questions lies all the interconnected of interconnection of beliefs and values and experiences that formulate the specifics of our questions and therefore the algorithms and our programming. For example, in my own case, I am passionate about creating change, enhancing life, and generating peaceful awareness aimed at myself and others. So my questions are also process questions as to how I can achieve this passion on the framework of all my beliefs and values. So that is the purpose of the next exercise. I guess you're wondering why I was rambling along. It's really all about what matters most to you. What is important to you? What excites you and motivates you? Unaltered, unfiltered, in order for you to be targeting what is most important for you. So you might actually have an idea of what that is, but most people don't. They don't understand the importance of this part to have it in full you know, glory and awareness and captured on paper. And this is a, an exercise I learned from this brilliant guy called Brian Johnson. He's the modern philosopher with this program called Optimize. And I was part of his, his um, first class. Uh, graduating class, which I love what he's doing. So check him out for sure. But he talks about the hundred questions and I've got my little modifications on this. So what you want to do is you want to write down 100 questions and any question that comes to mind, even including a question like, you know, why is the sky blue? But here's the thing. The question should be relevant to you and matter to you in order for you to experience a type of quality you have never experienced before, like an amazing life. So go ahead, you know, after this podcast, or if you're listening to it after the live you know, broadcast, you know, stop the audio and do the exercise. You know, find yourself in a quiet place, you know, uninterrupted, turn off the phone, feeling motivated and inspired, ready to find the right direction in your life. Or maybe it's just a small shift in order to feel like you're totally on the right track. And, and then any question that comes to mind. So it's nonstop writing until you get the 100 questions down. Now, here's the truth. The first 20 will be pretty easy. And the last, perhaps the hardest, and potentially the ones that are most insightful. Here are the rules too. It's okay to repeat a question. You know, not too many times, obviously, but, you know, if you just don't, don't worry about, oh, did I already write this question or not? Just go ahead and write it again. You know, you may not have thought that you wrote it, or maybe you thought that you wrote it, but sometimes just by writing the question somewhat differently, you know, reveals a different answer that you're going to want to have. You see, the brain makes free associations all the time. And this process being unfiltered, will bring the most important thoughts to your mind that will otherwise be buried you know, deep, deep in your unconscious. Now, once you've completed this, you know, see if you actually recognize a trend. You know, what's the common theme? You know, which questions seem to be more pervasive? You know, which ones keep on coming back, maybe in different forms? 
or which questions excite you more. And again, it's, it's relevant to your life, your experience, your legacy, your vision, all that kind of stuff. And which ones fulfill you the best if you chased after them, if you fulfilled them? You know, which ones feel empowering? Identify your top seven or 11 questions. The ones that inspire you the most, that excite you and totally capture your curiosity. Identify those and rewrite those. And rewrite them perhaps in a more specific or detailed fashion that really makes more sense to you. Now somewhere, somewhere you like you have a set of questions that feel somewhat limiting. Perhaps even disempowering. You know, questions relating to why things are not the way you want them to be. Now, hopefully, right, you've been focusing on what's generative, what's exciting, what's fun, what's great. Not the ones that is are wrong about your life, but the ones that are potentially right about your life. You know, we talked about this before. What's wrong is always available to you, but so is what's right. We always have that reality check, right? You know, the question is like, why is this always happening to me? So in the case that you have some of those questions, pick out three of those that occupy your thoughts on a regular basis. For example, why can't I lose the weight? Or why don't people like me? Or why can't I get my favorite job? Again, this should be a smaller portion of your, of your total number of questions. So you might not have any of those, though. And that's fine. But if you did, pick the top three you feel are most getting in the way of allowing you to flourish in your life. And if you have five, then go ahead, add those. But no more than five. And with these three that are stopping you, reverse the question in a generative manner. For example, why can't I lose weight and transform it into how can I easily and in a healthy way get my ideal weight, sustain it, and enjoy the journey too? You know, it, it seems like a little bit of a complex question, but truthfully, it is what we do want, right? Our energy goes to where focus goes. By constantly asking only those questions that feel empowering and in the direction of our desires, then you can consistently move in the direction that serves you the best. Now, these questions that you have formulated is not a new strategy for success. Napoleon Hill talks about this. It's been packaged in so many different ways. I just find this one or this way is one of the easiest ways to capture and then implement. And if you're like me, I need to have these questions close by or on top of my mind constantly. For me, especially in my creative mode, it's easy to have so many exciting free-flowing thoughts that hinders the momentum I want to create because it's another gem that's distracting me. So we must be focusing on what's widely important. That's the key. And a constant reminder of it helps us, for you and me, to stay on, on task. So now that you've got your 7 or 11 generative or constructive questions, can you make up two or three primary ones, the ones that are really predominant in your life, that really relates to your life on a regular basis? So for me, 
It's how do I create change? How do I enhance life? And how do I generate peaceful awareness? So you may remember when I said earlier, I'm passionate about creating change, enhancing life, and generating peaceful awareness. And that's so how I do it. I actually put it in a statement rather than a question. I'm passionate about creating change, enhancing life, and developing peaceful awareness. So trust me, it took me a while to figure this out, but everything that I do centers around that. So either way it works. If you want to do a question, you want a statement that you can constantly connect with, and I do so on a daily basis. It's about harnessing a consistent focus on what is truly important and then checking in to see, are you doing something about it? How is my progress? Remember, the instruments on the dashboard. No different than a pilot checking on their progress to their destination. So now that you've figured out the primary questions, now it's about defining that specific destination. What is that for you? Here again, detail is really important. Vagueness and ambiguity is just our lazy mind saying, I'm not making the effort to get clear and don't want to make a decision or commit since I might not, it might not be what I want. Long-term, this is going to hurt you. Either you're just going to dabble or you're going to keep on changing direction or simply not be very motivated. We only really have ourselves to blame if we don't reach the destiny we want. Now, you might argue with that, but more of that on another day. What we can imagine, we can make happen. So what will you imagine? The declaration of a, or the perfect day can be the baseline of your future. So now it's time to be really specific. And there's a great exercise to help you with that, of course, right? And this is actually a modification of Maslow's hierarchy of existence. He proposed that there are specific levels of our self-actualization to reach fulfillment. You see, science demonstrates that once basic needs are appropriately met, then the focus is on how we become the best version of ourselves. If we differentiate between four levels of existence, let's say survival, stability, success, and significance, it's helpful to assess our life conditions in those terms because it's very relatable. So when survival is a level that you're barely making it, an example is perhaps you're new at a job or career, or perhaps new in a relationship, not sure you can make ends meet or the relationship is going to last. There's much uncertainty and perhaps a high degree of anxiety as well. And you're obviously struggling. You know, this can be an experience in any category of your life, from your health, wealth, relationship, or career. So the next level is stability. Now let's take the, the job example again. You have a steady job and it's enough to pay all the important bills of rent, electricity, food, utilities, and with the occasional dinner or, or movie out. The level of anxiety is reduced, but unless you're, you're creative in your life strategies or proactive, there's no guarantee it's going to last. We, we know this from experience, but it's in that comfort zone. So it's not great. It's not bad either. Many, unfortunately, choose to tolerate this level of existence, 
but there's no reserve whatsoever in case of a crisis. And we saw what happened in the last couple of years because crises are inevitable. And when they do occur, the impact and the pain can be pretty significant. The problem with stability is that we may just hope for everything to be okay. We look for the small things that keep us happy. We console ourselves into toleration. But the forces around us actually will determine our destiny. So pretty much we're at the effect of the world around us. And for many, to break out of this mold is just way too difficult. So this would be true simply because one does not have access to the knowledge or the tools to, to get out. And, and in a sense, if that's your thinking, then you're abdicating your own future to those who wish to take advantage of you for themselves. In a way, we actually do get hypnotized by all the mechanization and technology around us, pumping the dopamine in our brains so that our pursuit of pleasure is tantamount, but not the pursuit of our own happiness. But more on this later, because this is a conversation about the biochemistry and of, of pleasure and happiness and how we get addicted and how it can turn out poorly for us in the future. Suffice for today, we must recognize how our brains are affected by all these influencing factors and how they may not have our best interests at heart. By relinquishing our control upon others, we are at the mercy of narratives that serve these other people instead of ourselves. We can actually claim victimhood for that, but we can't because we are actually in charge of our thoughts. We can only blame ourselves for our lot in life. And as per Viktor Frankl, who taught us in his book, Man's Search for Meaning, and as a survivor of the Holocaust, the last freedom of man is to be able to choose one's attitude. So, I do agree. There are some very tremendous and marketing geniuses out there influencing how we think and feel. Even I am affected by that. And it certainly can be a challenge to effectively filter out malfeasant themes. But, as Jim Rome says, we must stand guard at the door of our brain. But another great quote of his, and somehow appropriate in the context of disciplining our mind to think for ourselves, is the following quote. We will all experience one pain or the other the pain of discipline, or the pain of regret. But the difference is, is that the pain of discipline weighs only ounces, while the pain of regret weighs tons. So what's interesting, the upfront cost invested into your discipline or not is the same in time, effort, and money. So why invest in avoiding the discipline that will help you reach to that next level, the level of success? Again, because we have been hypnotized that we should accept mediocrity and to wish for more is selfish and that others are smarter than ourselves should tell us how to live, think, and feel. So here again, my purpose of the Health Optimization 2022 is to give you the resources to think for yourself and make the best decisions so you can then serve you best and be able to contribute to others 
in wonderful ways. Another quote I like from Jim Rohn, the greatest gift you can give somebody is your own personal development. I used to say, if you will take care of me, I will take care of you. And now I say, I will take care of me for you if you will take care of you for me. Here's another one. You must take personal responsibility. You cannot change the circumstances, the seasons, or the wind. But you can change yourself. That's something you have charge of. Now, here's another one. I can't, can't stop. Let others lead small lives, but not you. Let others argue over small things, but not you. Let others cry over small hurts, but not you. Let others leave their future in someone else's hands, but not you. Here's just one man in our recent history that espouses so much wisdom that actually we all have access to, and it's helpful to discover that. So there is no excuse. See, I see patients abdicating the responsibility of their health to their doctor. It's too much to ask, and it's not right. And for that matter, you can never fully optimize your health if you do that. It's your responsibility. It's your opportunity. And frankly, the most joy you'll ever get in your life is from your personal growth into success and what you then can contribute to the world around you. No amount of Netflix or alcohol or shame complaining will ever lead you to happiness. Success is totally in your reach by anybody's standards. So what are yours? So this part of the exercise is to recognize what success would look like, feel like, sound like for you. Easy to describe in material terms first and then experiential. So what do I mean by that? What do you get to do? What's in your life? What's actually not in your life? Who do you get to meet? Where do you live? How do you impact the world around you? What do you accomplish? All of this is about that blueprint you have in just the greatest of details. And when I coach my clients, I tell them, think big, write it all down. And if you're listening to the live broadcast, then wait, wait till the end. Or if you're listening to a rerun, stop the audio and simply get in the state and write down everything that you would by any standard think is your success in life. If you could live at this level of existence, life full contentment is available to you. Here, it's about tolerating what you accept in life instead of accepting what you tolerate. It's living life on your terms. And if you don't declare this, or write it down and frequently review it at least once a month, this is a discipline and hint, you may never reach it. I review it or fully connect with it on a weekly basis. Some people have vision boards. And I see it daily in my own goal setting. So it's top of mind all the time. And some people will say, don't think big. Don't have big dreams. You might get disappointed. I say, let the naysayers speak for themselves. Shoot for the stars and reach the moon. It's still a great win. Much bigger than not aiming at all. Because then you will fail. You will fail many times over in, in achieving any specific goal, but that's the cost of your education. So fail a lot and likely succeed a lot too. This is the motto of the exponential entrepreneurs. Fail quickly, fail forward, fail often. And another Jim Rohn quote, 
Learn how to be happy with what you have while you pursue all that you want. You can find happiness and contentment anytime along that path to your success. That's me saying that. And always strive for more. See, we are teleological beings, which means we are target-oriented. We must have that in order to feel alive. As per Tony Robbins, if you're not growing, you're dying. And even at the level of success, the danger is comfortable. You might take your eye off the ball and suddenly new circumstances circumvents all your plans and you find yourself back in crisis and survival. We can never forget to stay focused on constant and never-ending improvement in all aspects of our lives. Retirement is actually akin to signing your own death sentence. You know, I've been accused of never being happy enough. Well, that's not true. I'm always striving for better, for more. And that can be your quest too. Because there's one more level above success. That is significance. The term in this case refers to a level of existence that would seem almost just outside of your reach. But with everything lined up properly, you could actually reach it. So you want to be a millionaire? And that is the level of success for you? Well, then perhaps being a centimillionaire may be just out of your reach, but not impossible. Really, it's all about making the impossible possible. What would that be like for you? I used a monetary standard for simplicity, but what would your life be like if it just could not get any better? Describe it, envision it, write it down. Because here's the thing, once you reach a certain standard, you realize there can be more, and that's okay. It is about constantly growing, right? But here's how most will get it wrong. We can easily confuse the wanting more as being more worthy and happier. Nothing is further from the truth. You see, studies show that once you've reached an income of 75K per year, you essentially satisfy all the essential primary needs of living a quality life. Everything above that is a bonus. But many don't see it that way and strive for more and more in the hopes of being happier. And again, for Jim Rohn, learn how to be happy with what you have while you pursue all that you want. I just said that a moment ago, right? Now here's something that we'll be discussing in greater detail in future shows. But contentment is actually found internally and with healthy biochemistry. Once again, the purpose of this podcast, The Doctor's Guide, Health Optimization 2022, is how to actually find this. You see, as I'm talking about this, I'm thinking about the discipline I must tap into in order for me to deliver this to you, not knowing who and when it will impact. I'm satisfied with the knowledge that I sh- what I share is proven to work, and it can work for you too. After all my years of training and practicing medicine, every day I feel like I'm just beginning again. It's never too late to do this exercise. This reboot and figuring out what is my blueprint? What are my life conditions right now? What can I now learn and then put into action to get the outcomes I desire? See, we all deserve divine happiness. And there are proven paths towards that. The information is out there. All you have to do is explore and find it. I guess today, I'm full of Jim quotes, because here's another one. 
Successful people have libraries. The rest have big TV screens. You know, I don't possess a TV in my house. And I actually own over 5,000 books. Now, granted, I collected a whole bunch, hoping that somehow the information will magically permeate through the air into my brain. There's no way I can read all of them. I'm excited with the knowledge that there is. And there is so much for me to learn. And so it is for you. An easy way, actually, I learned this from my coach the other day, is just read 20 quotes a day. And if, if at least do something. It's brilliant because 20 great memes every single day, even if you repeat them, can make all the difference between success and failure every single day. It takes less than five minutes. So let's do a quick recap. It begins with our identity, how we see ourselves, how we are being. Are we the identity of success or failure? Are we empowered? Are we able to have big dreams and the discipline to go after them? And have the energy to get resourceful, to discover what you need to become, the success you desire, the treasures out there, and the way to get it to. If you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. That's Henry Ford. So what will it be for you? Change your identity, change your future. If you really want to do something, you'll find a way. And if you don't, you'll find an excuse. Guess who? That was Jim Rohn. Here's another one. Formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. Again, you guessed it, Jim Rohn. Here's another one, but not one of his. Change your thoughts, change your life. What you decide now determines your tomorrow. Your life changes the moment you decide. And the etymology of the word decide is to cut off. You cut off the alternative path. As our identities are supported by beliefs and values, and if the identity is not what you want, then find better beliefs and values. As I've always said, for our world to change in the right direction and must come from the individual revolution, or better yet, evolution. But it's a rebellion to the status quo managed by those that have the ability to control social behaviors on a large scale. It's up to us to decide and cut off this pervasive influence by standing guard at the door of our own brain. So do the wheel of life. Honestly, tell yourself, I score my true self at a zero to 10 for health, wealth, relationships, and the others. My life is a rocky ride. It's time for a new way of thinking. The 100 questions, that's where they come into play. What's important? What's a common theme of your life that can propel you to your personal success on your terms, your standards, your wants, what you accept, not what you just tolerate because someone else said so. Determine your seven major questions and your top three that are generative in nature that will deliver towards your own personal legacy, sense of contentment. Then review the levels of existence. Start with success. Define what that looks like, sounds like, feels like. Write it down in specific details, your monthly income, what your house or houses look like, where do you live, how many cars, how many friends, where do you travel to, what floats, whatever floats your boat. This is success by your standards and you know it's in your reach if you are disciplined. And once you know what success looks like, you must define stability and survival by simply excluding items from the success level. And what is that for you? Have clarity about the differences between survival, stability, success, and significance. Because this is important since we must secure the foundation for 
the successful life we desire to live. Without that foundation, we will crumble. With the foundation, you will succeed and reach a compelling future. So this entire exercise is about establishing your compelling future. And I'm excited to continue this conversation next week because it is all about your compelling future, your desired quality of life on your terms, your standards, what's right for you. It's what gets you out of bed every morning, supercharged, and how the rest of the health optimization strategies 2022 will support that towards an incredible life that you then share with others. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher. This is Prescription for Your Transformation, Real People, Real Conversations, Real Success with the Doctor's Guide series, Health Optimization 2022. Next week, more about compelling future and how to support it. Thanks for listening to Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Join Dr. Bart Rademacher live right here on StarWorldWideNetworks.com or on demand 24-7. 